0: Hello everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of Industry Matters powered by VGM, a brand new podcast series where we bring healthcare providers and practitioners the latest news, government and regulatory updates, reimbursement tips, as well as new ideas and big trends that are going on in the healthcare world. We're very excited to have you. Thank you for joining us. Today, we have the opportunity of sitting down with VGM and Associates President Clint Geffert as MedTrade wrapped up last week, and we'll be talking 2018 healthcare trends, kind of where we are as as different industries stand, and some new ideas that providers are implementing into their business in order to uh, meet some of the challenging times that face us. We also are going to sit down with John Gallagher. Vice President of VGM Government Relations, to discuss where we stand legislatively in the the DME and and CRT worlds. Today's presenting sponsor of Industry Matters is Philips Respironics. You know, sleeping positions get some funny names sometimes from the log roller to the shooting star to the baby. But thanks to Dreamware from Philips Respironics, CPAP users can pick the position that works for them. And with three cushion options, including the nasal cushion, gel pillows, and the all-new Full Face, there's a dream wear option for everyone. You can learn more about this at www.vgm.com forward slash Full Face. F-U-L-L-F-A-C-E. Today, we have the pleasure of sitting down with Clint Geffert, president of VGM and Associates. Welcome, Clint.
1: Thank you, Colin. Excited about this uh, introductory podcast and looking at some new horizons and ways of communicating from VGM. Yep. Exciting absolutely. times.
0: Yeah. It, it, it should be a great series. Uh, welcome back from Las Vegas. Uh, <laughs> the whole team was out at MedTrade spring last week. Any, anything to report back?
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, you can probably hear my voice. My voice is not caught up with me yet uh, from being out in Vegas, but it's a great week and exciting week. You know, Vegas is a, or med trade in general is always a. It's a good opportunity, a good time to get out, reconnect with members and vendors. Um, it's good to see them. Good to catch up on some of the industry trends, what our members are seeing, what they're thinking, what they're looking for, um, and just you know reconnect with old friends. That's why we look at a lot of our members as old friends and. Um, it just re- really energizes me and bring, allows us to come back to Waterloo and inject some new ideas into our group and what should we be looking at, what trends are out there, and what needs are there. So it was a good week, long week, but a good week.
0: It was a fun week, Well, welcome, maybe too much fun. <laughs> well, welcome back, and, and I'm sure your, your voice will hopefully get a good rest over the weekend. <laughs> I'm sure it will. So we want to have a, a, a little discussion about where the healthcare inter- care industry stands right now, and and to, to nobody's surprise, it's it's in a lot of challenging times. Yes, it uh, is. Depending which areas you focus on, and and some very high level healthcare trends. Uh, but I wanted to to dive a little more into the 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 DME or, or complex rehab world. Um, what are some things that you see members doing? to bring in some new revenue streams into their buildings uh, in these challenging times and, and trying to adapt from, from the good old days and how things used to be.
1: You know, there's, there's a couple of trends that we've noticed that, that have happened. If I can just step back a little bit and really look at the last 24, 36 months, there was a point where a lot of our providers were providing a lot of services, doing a lot of different things. They had their fingers in a lot of different uh, businesses. What we've noticed over the last, again, 24, 36 months, they kind of retracted and they identified their core business. What are we good at? Let's be the best in class, the best in industry in this specific category. What we're noticing now, though, is they've gone out and they are the best in class in that specific category and they're starting to expand. So to lead into your question there, they're now looking for new, new, ro- new modes of revenue, new opportunities. You know, they could be looking at retail. There was a panel out at, a couple of panels out at um, MedTrade, maybe it's cash sales. Cash is no longer you know, a, a, a bad term in the industry. What can we do to, to have cash uh, sales retail for our, for our patients or for their patients? Um, they're looking at home odds. You know, home mods generated. There's a lot of interest because people want to live at home. Um, as the baby boomers, as generations um, begin to age with an aging population, they want to live comfortably at home. And with that, we're seeing an uptick in trends and noise around home modifications. So that's exciting as well. The other thing we're starting to notice, and it's, it's close to the retail, but people are doing a better job of mining their existing patients. You know, historically, there was business that was coming in that wasn't a core focus. So they're looking at those patients that are in their system and trying to identify what is the disease state. I'll pick on COPD as an example. If I have the COPD patient, that's a progressive degenerative disease that that patient's going to have for light, and their care is going to change as they age as the disease progresses. So they're looking at them, and what can I do to supply that patient with all the needs throughout their, their, their disease? COPD, diabetes, there's a number of them out there, but people are getting a little more specific and trying to find ways to resupply them.
0: Yeah, we we know that COPD is a, a huge topic of discussion, and one one data, one number that I saw was that, um, like fifty percent of COPD <clears throat> patients said that their their ability to 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 work is limited because of their disease state, and a a big issue, healthcare wide as that population grows and ex- and expands, um, that that those issues are going to have to be addressed and and these providers are, can position them themselves well to be able to handle that. Correct, and you know, to put in a shameless
1: plug, it's part of why we're looking at relaunching uh, VGM Respiratory. We feel there's a lot of opportunity that we've, uh, we've probably missed, but seeing those trends, we're trying to find ways that we can have, um, whether it be educational content, have um, helpful hints, uh, the, the products and programs to supply those various disease states so you'll see a lot more coming out from from dave lyman et cetera, on that respiratory side and it also falls into the outcomes and you know, we're starting to hear from payers that they're looking for the outcomes we're going to supply these therapies these treatments what is it doing or what kind of the outcomes what are the results so they're starting to ask questions um outcomes is a nebulous term but it's one that we use frequently but again it's something we're really focused on right
0: now yeah dme and and they have such a mm. a great opportunity to show their value but oftentimes uh, they haven't and in the past exactly they haven't so but, but we're in such a good position to be yes. able to do that preventing readmissions to the hospital uh, and, and ER visits and and folks not having to be going into these skilled nursing facilities so that I it, it's you're
1: exactly right we've we've always provided a care there but we've never measured it Yep, you know I guess and that's what we're now hearing or trying to take a look at how do we measure, how do we show the results that we're having on patients to keep them out of the hospital, to help them live a healthier, more active lifestyle. So I'm excited about that piece. It's In a way, it's a shame that we're just now getting there, but you know, we're, we're growing, the industry's growing, we're learning, and I have no doubt that we'll have some great, great stories to tell on that back
0: end of how we are impacting uh, people's lives positively we'll have to we'll definitely have to sit down with Dave Lyman and and talk a little bit more about the vgm respiratory yeah Um, the outcomes
1: is also with our complex rehab with Greg Packer and what he's doing on that side as well he's a little more ahead of us on the respiratory side but he's seen some great results and they're looking at some white papers to be published soon on the positive impacts they're having by having a good atp the right equipment etc we're showing that people are getting back to work more quickly Um, skin breakdowns not near as bad there's some great stuff that you hear a lot more about here soon. Functional
0: mobility assessment from U.S. Rehab is, is really proving to to drive those outcomes and, and kind of set the standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely learn a b- little bit more about that uh, later on in the series. One thing that providers are often lost in doing, and, and that's one reason we, started, we wanted to start this podcast, is, is to have these kinds of discussions, a lot of folks... You know, there's, there's great information all across the board, uh, whether you're getting it from uh, some of the industry publications or, 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 or VGM. Uh, one thing that I really like that we put out is the VGM playbook and gives folks a, a one central resource on targeted topics to assess their business and, and think about some new things that they can do and some some industry trends to identify as they make a lot of these decisions Uh, we released one back a couple of months ago for 2018 that can be accessed at playbook.vgm.com and shortly in the next maybe in the next month or two we will be having our second playbook released. any any teasers that you want to share looking at the next playbook you know we we've had such success with the the
1: previous version we released earlier this year we got some good positive content people really seem to um, latch on to the content that was there our challenge here internally is how do we continue to make it make it better and that's the feedback that we've taken back from our membership so you know i think in the next one you're going to see that we'll have a focus on people processes and technology um, you know, it could be how to maximize investments and talent. It could be along the lines of leading people through change. Our industry is going through a lot of change right now. How do you how do you keep people motivated, engaged to continue to do the best that they can? Um, I think we're going to touch a little bit on maximizing purchases. Um, how can you maximize your savings there? Um, and I think the last thing you'll see a little bit, and I shouldn't say the last thing. The other big thing that I'm excited about in there as well is expanding your business looking at some of the businesses we have we call them communities or I reference them as communities here we just touched on a second ago as how do you expand now I see people looking for new business opportunities what are those opportunities let's get a little deeper to explain and to hopefully lay out a roadmap of a business opportunity that our members may may currently um, they may be in maybe they're not Maybe they want to diversify into, or maybe they're doing it. Maybe we can give them some helpful hints to to be more efficient, more effective in that particular category. So, uh, more to come on that. You know, there's um, people that are much more experts than I that are helping with this content. So don't don't think it's me coming out with the content here. I, it would it would not be much of a book or a playbook if it was Clint Geffer writing that. I want to state. So, got a good team uh, behind the scenes that are putting it together. And I'm excited about it.
0: Clint certainly is a, a humble guy. <laughs> Uh, Clint, how long have you been in this industry for? Uh, over 20 years. I'm going
1: to really age or date myself there if I start uh, <laughs> really getting into it. But I, I think I've crossed a 20-year threshold. Yeah. Even though I'd like to think I'm still 25,
0: uh, unfortunately, that's not the case. Well, our listeners might not believe it. Uh, well, the, the mind plenty is... of Plenty of knowledge and expertise to bring. <laughs> well, I
1: appreciate it. It's a, HME is it's a great industry you know keep if, whenever you keep the patient in mind that's really what drives it for me you're you're making a difference in someone's lives our members provide that and that's why most of our members got into businesses to make a difference for a loved one for uh, their community and you know if you always keep that in mind it drives you to want to do the right thing and make good decisions and from where I sit what can I do to provide a great service to take care of someone that's at home, how can I help our members to provide that service to them? So,
0: yeah, we were we were sitting down with a, a member of Congress this week, and you know, as we laid out just how challenging things are right now, he he sat back and said, "How are you still doing this and 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 keeping this business open?" And and the response from one of our members is, "It's it's for my 25 employees and and the patients that we serve." That's correct, and and the compassion is is certainly there. Yeah, these are people in communities, you know, you may go
1: to church with, you may be in social clubs, uh, play golf, dominoes, cards, whatnot. So it's people you just want to take care of. Hearts are in the right places and want to make sure the patients are taken the best care of that you know, possibly can be.
0: I think that's a great note to end on. Clint, <laughs> thank you for your time and well, uh, appreciate it. and enjoyed this. Yeah, appreciate you, you being the – The first one willing to step up to the microphone. (laughs) The
1: guinea pig is what he's alluding to there. That's really what I am. No, thank you for the opportunity. I'm excited about these podcasts and uh, more to come. Look forward to it. Thank you, Clint. Thank you.
0: We will wrap things up today with a little bit of legislative policy talk with VGM vice president of government relations, John Gallagher. John, welcome.
2: Well, thank you, Colin.
0: We'll get right into it. with the news last week, or the week before, that H.R. 4229, the big uh, DME bill that would revert rates back uh, in the non-competitive bid areas, we, we saw that that didn't make it into the big omnibus spending bill. Um, any thoughts to share with, with our listeners on it?
2: Well, obviously, Colin, that was very disappointing. Uh, we worked very hard on that. Our champions in the House uh, representative... Uh, Uh, Kathy McMorris-Rogers, better known as CMR, worked it very, very hard. Uh, We were successful in in both Energy and Commerce and Ways and Means Committee. Uh, We were able to get some support in the Senate. Unfortunately, um, at 10,000 feet, things took over. Not much health care was done at all. Uh, the, The reason for that was that everything was pulled back into what they call the Four Corners. Uh, once it was uh, passed out of committees uh, in the House uh, for the appropriators, sent to what would be the four corners, the, the leaders of the House and the Senate. Uh, that would be Schumer uh, and, uh, and uh, McConnell from Kentucky, Schumer from New York, the Democrat, uh, McConnell the Republican, and then the House Speaker Ryan, the Republican, and Nancy Pelosi, the Democrat. Uh, if any one of those four would decline or, or have a concern, then it was polled. Mostly healthcare was polled be, uh, because of Pelosi and, and uh, Schumer, uh, just concern on their part that it would be uh, adverse to the ACA. Um, so once again, it wasn't DME, it wasn't our issues, it was 10,000 feet and trying to move the omnibus on what would pass. So where do we go from here? Uh, that's the big question. Uh, so we've got to regroup. Uh, we sit at 138 co-sponsors on our bill, uh, 4229. We need to get to 215, that's magic number. Why? Because then that would be something the leadership would be able to take to the floor. Uh, chance there is, is, you know, it's a big lift, but uh, we do need to get as many folks signed on as possible.
0: Yeah, I think that's an important note that just because 4229 didn't make it in this big spending bill, uh, that it's that it's not dead. Is that pretty? Is that safe
2: to say? Absolutely. And in talking with CMR and Megan Perez on her staff, it is not dead, and they, they continue to want to push it with leadership. So once again, we're we're sitting at uh, 138. We need roughly 70 more co-sponsors or so. Uh, I would suspect over the recess that we're on right now, uh, we've got four or five uh, additional co-sponsors. I was out uh, with some folks. Uh, last week, and we were able to get two out of Arizona that would likely sign on to 422 two I know other folks are doing the same thing. So if we come back after the recess here in another week, and we're sitting at about uh, 250, or 150, I'm sorry, which would be great. Uh, we want to push for 60, 70 more. Uh, that's where we've got to reach out to a lot of our membership to get that done. Once again, that sends a strong message both to leadership but also to rank and file and says, hey, this is an issue that's got to be addressed. There will be some must-pass legislation. Unfortunately, it'll be late uh, in the year. And so what we've got uh, to do is regroup with our, our uh, champions. We've got to look at other avenues or other things that can get done. For those that
0: don't know, there was some, some language in a briefing that... Uh, essentially declared congressional intent for CMS and the Office of Management and Budget to release the interim final rule, which would provide a lot of relief to those non-competitively bid areas uh, as well. Can you go into why that is important, even though it wasn't in the bill, why it still matters and and how that
2: helps industry policy stakeholders uh, go forward on this? While we would have preferred the language being the statutory portion of the, of the omnibus bill, it was in the report language. And so what does that mean? Uh, obviously, statutory would make it law, uh, which would, would be much uh, better for our, our issues. However, in the report language, what that does say is the intent of Congress. What It was the intent of Congress as they did the report language for the omnibus uh and it it's a uh, bellwether if you will or a tolling of the bells for cms that they want this done uh and they want that ifr released and we believe and uh, we hope based on uh conversations we've had with cms and dr price before that is that the ifr would do much of what we hope uh, with the 50 50 blend uh, revert back uh, push back on the uh, introduction of the next round of competitive bidding Uh, and also address the uh, double dip on oxygen for non-CBA areas. Much similar to H.R. 4229. Uh, And so what that would mean is now we get to be able to push back uh, both CMS and OMB. OMB being the Office of Management and Budget. And it's kind of, we're being told it's held up at OMB, but OMB is telling us no, it's back at CMS, and so they're pointing fingers at it, each other. Uh, what we need to do is regroup with our champions, sit down with both OMB and CMS and say, okay, where is the IFR and how do we get it released?
0: Well, thank you for the update, John. Uh, where can some folks catch you? I know we had MedTrade last week. It's, we sat down with Clint and it sounded like that was a, a good week. Uh, where can people catch you next?
2: Well, we're gonna try to regroup with our champions and so we'll be able to circle back. Uh, We're looking at mid-April out in Utah for the UT Med uh, State Association meeting. Right after that will be Mames uh, for the Midwest uh, and then into Maha for Michigan. Uh, and it goes right into the Great Lakes right after that and and so on. So uh, we've got a full schedule of state association meetings, but more importantly, having folks not wait for that, but to get with their members of Congress, make sure they're signed on to 4229, uh, and push for the release on the IFR. Thank you for your time today, John, and uh, safe travels. Thanks, Colin.
0: That will wrap up our first episode of Industry Matters. We appreciate you joining us today. And be sure and tune in next week when we sit down with Ty Bello of Team at Work to discuss some new sales tips and techniques that you can introduce into your business. Be sure and subscribe to our podcasts, uh, whichever way that you listen. We are on Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcast, as well as Google Play. So be sure and hit subscribe. You can always learn more about us at vgm.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.